Why do you linger here when there is no hope? There is still hope. Tempted to think there's no hope for overcoming some of the challenges of modern life? Ask an elf. Or a hobbit. Tune in Tuesdays, 4 to 5 p.m. with Milo Lomsdown at your service and... Tani Tenuvial, the resident KUCI Middle Earth elf. For What Would Arwen Do? on KUCI Irvine, 88.9 FM and streaming live on KUCI.org. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of KUCI its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information on this or other KUCI programs, visit KUCI.org or KUCITalk.org. And Suilaid Alindali, you are listening to KCI in Irvine, 88.9 FM, Orange County's alternative radio station and quite possibly the best radio station in the history of Middle Earth. I am Tani Tenuviel, the resident KUCI Middle Earth elf. Welcome to What Would Arwen Do? Broadcasting from UCI every other Tuesday, 4 to 5 p.m. Alternating Weeks with Phenomenal Woman, hosted also by yours truly, the elf. Welcome and my govanin to everyone listening, whether you are listening, joining us online or live, and to my enduring and charming Hobbit co-host. Milo Longstown at your service, Elf Princess. And you folks are listening to What Would Arwen Do on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and streaming live at KUCI.org. You can contact us with comments or questions or suggestions at askanelf at yahoo.com. That's A-S-K-A-N-E-L-F at yahoo.com. We would love to hear from you. And you can find podcasts and information about this show and all the fabulous public affairs programs of KUCI at www.kucitalk.org. You can also find podcasts of What Would Arwen Do on iTunes. Simply go to the iTunes store, search for the keyword Arwen, that's A-R-W-E-N, and you can download the free podcast that way to your iPod or iPad or all those newfangled things. Thank you, dear Hobbit, for telling us all about that. I'm always happy to know that you, as the practical Hobbit that you are, stay on top of these things. And in case you are tuning in for the very first time, you may be wondering what this show is all about. Well, if a Middle-Earth elf lived today in Southern California, in Irvine to be more precise, what might her life look like? How would she, as a modern elf, celebrate and support the arts, music, her community, and the preservation of Earth, its beauty, resources, and creatures? Things that elves care deeply about. Some people like to ask, what would Jesus do? And that is a very good question. But on this program, when challenges in life arise, or as the wizard Gandalf said to Frodo, questions, questions that need answering, we like to ask, well, what would Arwen do? Who was Arwen, you may be wondering? In J.R.R. Tolkien's Mythology of Middle-Earth, Arwen was an elf princess, the daughter of Elrond, a prince among elves, and the lord of Rivendell, a magical place of healing, lore, and wisdom, perhaps not unlike the community here at UC Irvine. Arwen embodied the archetype of a true princess of the light, a beloved daughter of the universe like all the women of this fair celestial home called Earth, or an elvish Arda. 
I believe Arwen understood the principle of noblesse oblige. With great privilege comes responsibility. In her we see courage, wisdom, beauty, a sense of humor and gaiety, and service to others. In Tolkien and the Lord of the Rings, A Guide to Middle-Earth, Colin Durias wrote, In his invented mythology of Middle-Earth, Tolkien intended that his elves were an extended metaphor of a key aspect of human nature. This, quote, elven quality in human life was a central preoccupation of Tolkien's. Elves, like dwarves, hobbits, and the like, partially represent human beings. In Tolkien's mythology, elves represent what is high and noble in humans. In particular, they represent the arts in their highest form, work done in the image of God and his created world. So, my dear hobbits, now we have not only the elven quality, but the hobbit quality to share with our listeners. And thus we have this wonderful <laughs> juxtaposition of elven lightness and artistic quality with the hobbit down-to-the-earth practical, some would say pedantic quality. <laughs> but what a wonderful adventure we've been having together. I, am, I can't even imagine doing the show alone again. It's... it's it's unbelievable. It's been such a pleasure. I'm so thankful for the two and a half years almost that we've been doing this together. And what a pleasure and privilege. Thank you, my dear friend. And what a perfect topic for today, as we are just two days away from Thanksgiving, the national holiday where we celebrate all the things that we are great, most grateful for. Although our Canadian, our Canadian listeners That's have right. already celebrated their Thanksgiving earlier this year. That's this is the United States Thanksgiving celebration. That's right. And so, a, a little bit of a belated Happy Thanksgiving to all of our Canadian neighbors. I'd like to say, uh, I, if Martin, if you're listening, a belated Happy Thanksgiving to you up in Toronto. And to Parm and Scribbles, Parm uh, is an amazing poet and bard and has recently come back across the sea from Japan. And I'm hoping that he and maybe some of our Torque friends uh, might again be able to call in to the program. Uh, maybe sometime in December might be a good time to celebrate our, our friends. Because, you know, December, I mean, November is the month of Thanksgiving. December is that month when we share uh, peace on earth, transcending borders, and celebrate all the people that we are so grateful for in life by giving gifts. That's right. And, and sharing um, adventures. And, and sharing <laughs> very strange sometimes holiday adventures. <laughs> So, um, and to all of our other friends who might be listening, Ro, we have a very special hello for Ro, who might be listening from down in Escondido, and I hope if she is listening, she'll stay tuned because we have a special birthday song. Her birthday was yesterday, so a happy birthday to the Shield Maiden, and um, we have a very, very special birthday song that we're dedicating to her a little bit later in the show. That's going to be wonderful. I'd like to say hello to my old friend Larry in New York City. We got to be we got together again after a nearly 15-year absence. We finally reconnected through Aww. a third acquaintance. Aww. So I'm very grateful and thankful on this Thanksgiving that we were able to get reconnected and be able to have a wonderful telephone conversation yesterday. That's he, great. It turns out he's going to start working for Google shortly. Here in, uh, in Orange County? New York City. Oh, okay. Because isn't there a big Google thing? There's a large Google place here. There's a large Google place in New York. There's large Google places all over the world well, now. maybe Google New York will send him to Google Orange County for something. That's possible, but I don't think that... Uh I don't think that he would move. He loves no, New York City. Not just for a trip, you know. Like he a might field come trip. for a trip. That would be wonderful. <laughs> Although I think they probably call them business trips, but I, I like to think of them as he a might well get a business trip. Yeah. What you would call a field trip or an adventure. <laughs> probably it would be to Northern California. And if I heard about that, then I'd fly up to Northern California to meet him. Oh, how lovely! Well, you know, is it? It's nice to know that there are ways <clears throat> to reconnect. Uh, with people that have been you know, kind of drifted out of our lives without necessarily, although it's a wonderful thing, uh, Facebook and LinkedIn and all those wonderful social networking um, spots out there. But uh, sometimes the universe just brings us together serendipitously. So that's a wonderful story. Fifteen years. Yeah, I'm very, very thankful for technology. It was via emails that we were able to get reconnected and then the technology of telephone to talk. Yes. And, of course, I love the technology um, of 
message boards because that's how I met Ro and how I met so many wonderful um, other Tolkien friends because when I fell into this tale uh, of my now going on 10 years of my adventure of my life as an elf, I had no way, I couldn't find other people that were just as, you know, passionate, I will say, not crazy, but passionate about um, exploring the worlds of Middle Earth and all things Tolkien and uh, until I found a message board and then d- discovered Roe, who was just, you know, right in the county next door. So, And what is the name of that wonderful message board is, for which you are thankful? <laughs> it's called, uh, well, it's officially known as Tork, T-O-R-C, but it's the com. And, of course, you have another message board because you are our movie buff expert slash expert slash critic slash informers <laughs> and but you have another message board that you like which is would you please share the name of your favorite message board i really like the one ring dot net yeah. torn as we call it the one ring dot net wonderful at presenting the very latest information on the movies and the books and games and theatrical events and everything really related to the hobbit or the lord of the rings anything tolkien related really yeah it's it's really the it's really the website for you know for those crazy fans. It's um, I mean, Torque is also, but you know we explore lots of other things. It's really primarily a message board. We have role playing writing stories, and we have the scriptorium, and we do have forums for languages, and you know we do have a movies forum and everything. But for up to the, up to the minute news of what's going on, especially with the movies and the actors and their lives and everything. Torn really is a wonderful, wonderful resource. So these are just, you know, some of the things that we are so grateful for and so thankful for as we're moving into this season of Thanksgiving. Well, um, we're going to move into our movie news, but before we did that, I thought maybe we would um, introduce and share um, a a special guest that we have in studio today because um, I know I am and I would imagine that you are very grateful to be in part of the community here at KUCI, being involved with this radio station that broadcasts from the University of California at Irvine, um, has been just an amazingly transforming experience for me from the first very first quarter that I took my training, I have met some of the most amazing people, not only fellow DJs and talk show hosts, but people who have come and gone um, as DJs and as volunteers, and the people that I've had the opportunity to meet as a result of having my radio show. It has all enriched my life so much, and I'm so grateful and thankful for KUCI in my own life and also for um, how, who they are in our local community. It's just an amazing group of people, all volunteers, that give of themselves and of their time to try to provide entertainment, both through widely varied, excellent music. Today alone, we had George Had a Hat with an eclectic <laughs> mix yes. of strange music. And TNN. With beautiful funk your face, beautiful funk music. Before that, we had Claudia with the wonderful francophone program where she plays pop music from France. And Claudia this morning with uh, the PA show, Ask a <coughs> So uh, two Claudias, one doing music, one doing a talk show. And if our listener, if, if you're listening and you'd like more information about our scheduling, you can check out our website at www.kuci.org and our talk show website at kucitalk.org. But the other thing, um, before we go on too much about how yes. much we love KUCI, I would just mention to our listeners and to anyone who might be interested, you can support us. We are a community-supported um radio station, even though we're part of uh, UCI, so you can, if you want to make a donation at any time, you certainly can through our website. And we also have training. So every single quarter, we have a training. Anyone who is a student or faculty or staff at UCI is welcome to come and take the training and perhaps have a radio show here at KUCI. And then in the summer, sometimes in the spring, we, uh, one quarter out of the year, we're one of the very few radio station, uh, college stations that does this. We open our uh, training to the community. And it's a wonderful thing. The training results in wonderful interns. It, yes. it, it is a fresh blood, a fresh <laughs> viewpoints, fresh information, fresh music yes. tastes 
fresh ideas for talk shows, what we call public affairs programs. Yes, and especially being a radio station, people are coming and going, students are coming and going, and people moving in and out of the community all the time, so there's always lots of fresh new ideas and things coming. So today, our very special guest for a little while here is Elizabeth Zero, who is currently taking the DJ training, is that right? That is correct, and thank you so much for inviting me onto your show today. Well, welcome. And I, I, too, am very appreciative of KUCI. It's um, something that I've always wanted to do, was get into radio, and um, I'm a writer and a comedian and a producer, and um, it's it's awesome that something like this is, um, you know, made available in our community, and it's rare, very rare. Now, um uh, having worked in professional media, yes. you probably have noticed that being involved in a college radio station is, is quite different because here, you know, we're, we're kind of a one-man or one-woman show. We come in, we, we produce our shows, we set up our shows, we engineer our shows, yes. we record them, we podcast them, we host them, and we manage to do it all ourselves, which is amazing because that's what the training does. It teaches you not only how to have a show, how to set up a show and format it, but also how to work with the tech. Technology and that, has that been different from uh, your experience so far? Well, as a comedian and a performer, it is different because normally you have people doing things for you, and also as a writer. But as a producer, and and as I've worked um, extensively as a producer, I'm used to having to pull everybody together oh, to complete a project, and you know, work with the movie studio or work with the writers and the talent and the hairstylist and everybody who's involved right. in that project. Um, However, it is it is more of a challenge um, here at KUCI only because it is on a volunteer basis, and yes. you you kind of have to. You're, they let you go on your own. You know, you sort of have to ask a lot of questions and figure it out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you have to be motivated, and uh, it's been it's been a few and years good at troubleshooting since and I've all been of that. in school and having to take tests and all of that. It's yes. pretty funny. I'm it's definitely making me realize my age. <laughs> well, how did you find out about it? Um, just you know, being able to be involved here at KCI. Well, are you are you a community member? I am a community okay. member, and I am also a student in the um, the extension program. Oh, great. In order to qualify for the class, uh-huh. I joined a, another class, um, and I just did a lot of research. You know, I'm used to doing research for writing and for other things that I'm doing, but um, I created a website. I have podcasts. It's um, oh, elizabethzero.com, and I um, decided, you know, all, all of the experience over my lifetime. Um, has sort of culminated to wanting to do radio. It sort of just made sense for me. Radio is really awesome. It is. I think I it's, love it. I, I, I love it. I'm, I would never want to do television uh, just because I'm not... I like the anonymity somewhat of radio. I agree. Um, but yes. it's also very... You just, I just feel very connected, you know, in a different way, I think, than, you know, than in television. As Marshall McLuhan said, they're very different media. Yes. And so, um, are you, have you considered what type of show you might want to do? Uh, well, my show is going to be Zero Talk, and oh, I'll cool. be talking about anything and everything that interests me, and hopefully <laughs> a few other people as well. But right. I also, I have a lot of friends in the entertainment industry, comedians and actors, and so I will be interviewing um, some of those people and uh, just talking about current events and great funny little spin on it maybe yeah super. relationships I'm I'm a mother of two um, adult children who are 23 and 21 and oh, married that's amazing. she's definitely an elf <laughs> <laughs> you know it's funny that you say that because I sometimes I mean I hate to say I think I'm a witch because I don't really believe in that or think that way but I do magical have, I'm magical yes. well I have dreams that come true all the time and it's been happening since I was five oh, so my parents so you, actually you have the, gil- the elfish gift of foresight wow. yes. Yes. yeah definitely cool. an elf yeah. my parents uh, had my head examined when I was five <laughs> well uh, you so, know, we could get off on a whole thing about yeah. that I actually think that uh, I wish that parents would be would actually cultivate the gifts of intuition in their children rather than question them yes um, but you know we we still make do and those of us with strong intuitive gifts um sometimes manage to come back around uh, sometimes later in life and say hey i'm not going to shut that off anymore i'm going to allow my little gift to flourish yes it's actually i've come to become more aware of it i haven't researched it necessarily but i'm definitely aware of it my daughter has it as well and um it's a little scary because sometimes you're not sure if you're just wishing for something or if you're really predicting something yeah 
But so. it doesn't really matter. I mean, just sometimes I think it's just a matter of being in tune with the intuitive world and nature and the natural rhythms of life and the things that express themselves. And sometimes we get so caught up in our linear thinking in our head that we forget that there's a whole intuitive wisdom that we can tap into in life as well. So we elves yes. love to think about those things, especially as we're walking under starlight. <laughs> Whereas the, <laughs> the Hobbit is giving me the look. <laughs> Uh, I really prefer the sunlight and the, oh, the yes. warm earth and oh, the digging and planting and then harvesting the taters. Yes, wow. <laughs> sunlight is so harsh, not unlike twilight, but it, it's all good. The, the, sun is, the sun is definitely a necessary thing, and now roams the sky in the chariot of Aryan. So, Elizabeth, thank you so much for taking the time to come in and sit in on the show today, and hopefully you will learn something that you'll be able to use in your training and and best wishes on your test, because I know that's always a lot of fun. Thank you very much. But it's coming up soon, isn't it? Uh, It's tomorrow night. Oh, the training is going to be over already. Well, uh, and for for those listening, again, if you are a student or or UCI uh, faculty or staff, you might want to consider the next training will be announced on our website at KUCI.com. Dot org and it will probably be coming up in January. And it, like Elizabeth said, it's we're all volunteers, but we're all passionate about what we do. There's tremendous passion and tremendous high quality in many, many, many of the programs. And I can promise you, if you get involved at KCI, it will, it will, it will just bless your life in ways that you will not even be able to imagine. Absolutely true. So, dear Hobbit, I'm going to play a little bit of um, Hobbit music because, um, in case uh, for those of you who are just tuning in, this is What Would Arwen Do? You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. And we are very passionate also about not only the works of J.R.R. Tolkien in general, but also we both are lovers of the Lord of the Rings movies and excited about the upcoming... The Hobbit, part one and part two. Part one premiering December 14th, 2012. Just about a year away. Oh my goodness! That's right. Just That's barely, right. just barely, a little bit more than one year uh, from now. I can hardly believe it. I can hardly believe it. And uh, before we get into the happy movie news, though, can we just take a moment to say also, you know, that this is a very significant day, November twenty second, because it is the anniversary of. Yes, we are thankful for many things. One of the things we're thankful for is the fact that J.R.R. Tolkien had a heart-to-heart talk with a young professor by the name of C.S. Lewis. Mm. And as a result of that, C.S. Lewis became a Christian and wrote many fabulous fiction and nonfiction books. And uh, He was known as Every Man's Apologist. And just fabulous. He was a yes. British professor yes. of medieval English and just a wonderful person. One of the inklings, the Oxford group of people that got together and talk about religion and and literature. Well, today is the 48th anniversary of his passing on to heaven. Out he, of the uh, circles of this world. Out of the circles of this world. He passed away on November 22nd, 1963. Well, we're certainly very grateful for his enduring contribution to life on this planet. Just, you know, when you think of people who have been here for whatever time that they were and the way that their their presence, their existence has had, you know, just keep, continues to enrich life for all of us years and years after they have you know, as you said, flown from the circles of this world. So we're very thankful. Most for of us C.S. have Lewis. the ability to bless dozens of people in our lifetime, and that's a very, very great, wonderful thing to do. C.S. Lewis has blessed literally millions as, as a result of his life, as well as J.R. Tolkien. Not to mention Tolkien. Yes, I mean, uh, actually, if you think about it, the beautiful Chronicles of Narnia probably would have never have been written because they were, in fact, a metaphor for the Christian, the Christian adventure. Right. So those beautiful, the beautiful chronicles of Narnia and the space trilogy. So, <clears throat> with that though, um, music and C.S. Lewis was a great. Uh, read many of the works of, of Tolkien as they were discussing them in, in their draft. Earth, in draft, and so let's have a little Hobbit music here to get us ready for transitioning to our movie news. And I, um, I will. Just let our listeners know, I've kind of struggled with, because we come on and you have movie news, and I always feel like, well, maybe I should have done some research beforehand so I know about these things. But I discovered today that with intention, I am with intention not researching movie news, because one of the things I love about doing this show is when I get to come on and you tell me things, and then I get all excited because I didn't know about them. So I'm going to leave the movie 
uh, updates to you, and then I can always go afterwards and look at them. Um, but I'm not going to be researching beforehand because I love when you and you, you look at you. You just are beaming with um, ready to burst with news. Well, there's there's just wonderful information. First of all, a couple of calendar events must be mentioned. Coming up this weekend on November 26th, there is a trilogy screening: The Lord of the Rings, ah, the three yes. films in Santa Monica at the American Cinematheque at Arrow Theater in Santa Monica. If you want more details, you can go to AmericanCinematheque.com, but it's Saturday, November 6th at 1 p.m. at the Arrow Theater, 1328 Montana Avenue in Santa Monica. Saturday, November what? It oh, is 26? Saturday, November 26th, oh, this weekend. Oh, oh, yes. Okay. yes. Okay. And the other calendar thing is Torn. The One Ring.net has said, Southern California Ringers save the date of December 17th, 2011. On Saturday, December 17th, the One Ring.net West Coast Smile are going to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the release of the film that changed most of our lives. <coughs> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And of course, that's the Lord of the Rings films. Right. And the what, Fellowship of the Ring is the one that premiered 10 years ago. And what's the event? It is... Uh, an event to celebrate the 10th anniversary of the first opening, the opening of the Fellowship of the Ring. They're still sketching out the details, oh, right? Okay. But they wanted you to reserve that date, that oh. Saturday the 17th. Okay. So please go to the OneRing.net for more details as they unravel. Well, this is going to really present a predicament for this elf because I did already request that day off from work um, because it's the day of the annual... Um, one of the three days it is of the annual bow parade in Newport Beach, which is a beautiful, beautiful event. Oh, beautiful! My gosh! But who knows? Lord of the Rings. Um, well, this is going to be a daytime event, and the boat parade I thought was an evening parade. That's right. Right. The specifically, and, the celebration of Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring will be a daytime event. They say. So, if you are someone who's interested, perhaps in connecting with other people who are passionate about Middle Earth, you might want to check that out, and you can find more information on Torn. And I have to say that these events, I've been to a few in the past, and they're always rousing good fun. People show up in costume, and generally there are all kinds of fun uh, games and songs and um, memorabilia and just interesting things going on. It's always a very interesting and joyous and um, lively event when uh, ringers get together. That's what they call fans of The Lord of the Rings, the ringers, when ringers get together. It's a wonderful thing. Uh, Movie news. Uh, Sir Ian McKellen has a wonderful blog at mckellen.com called Notes from Imladris. And he writes... um, uh, a few days ago, quote, In The Hobbit, Gandalf is part old duffer, but more he's a soldier. Peter Jackson, who likes to see the old guys fighting it out, reminded me the other day that Gandalf is a commander, a general. Having slain the great goblin, I was being a bit too indulgent with the dwarves, who meanwhile had mislaid Bilbo in the goblin tunnels. I've played enough soldiers to see that PJ was right, and in the next take, I was very stern. So this is the great actor, the brilliant actor, Sir Ian McKellen mm. saying that Peter Jackson, this young upstart, this former director <laughs> of slasher movies, was correct. Mm. And that's just a brief segment. I will let our listeners go to McKellen.com to read the full post. It's fabulously interesting. Uh, let's see. There's, there's a couple other things. Benedict Cumberbatch, who is going to be our Smaug, he's talking about how he's preparing to play Smaug. Um, so he will just—he will be the voice. Is he also? Is there going to be anything that will be featuring featuring oh. his his features or anything? You know, like with Gollum, you know, you see Andy Circus kind of in there. Well, that is exactly the news item. Oh, basically, of course, he's coming up this holiday season in the brilliant film Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. I haven't seen it, but I know it's brilliant because Gary Oldman is the star and he's a great actor. Mm. But in being interviewed for that by Collider, and you can go to Collider.com for the full interview, he says, what's it like to be the voice of Smaug in The Hobbit? And Cumberbatch replies, I'm playing Smaug. I mean, I'm physicalizing him as a dragon. I'm not just doing the voiceover. So it'll be a physical role, which I'm no stranger to. I did Frankenstein at the beginning of the year with Danny Boyle at the National Theater of Great Britain, and playing this creature is going to be a very sort of full-on and corporeal experience. Hmm. 
So I've already started working out and doing various movement exercises to get myself limber for that all-important jumpsuit with the balls on it, otherwise known as the motion capture suit. Mm. But I can't wait. I'm really excited. I go down to New Zealand to film it in January. Wow. So that is just a wonderful interview again at Collider.com. I urge our listeners to go down there and see that. At AintItCoolNews.com, the on-the-set Hobbit report from Quint, one of the great writers for Ain't It Cool News, the, the movie website. And he has this extensive thing with lots of spoilers, which I have not read. I just read the first paragraph before the spoilers started. This is his third and final report. Okay, he was so embedded. for our listeners, a spoiler, you know, spoiler warning, spoiler warning. And I, I do have to say, I was thinking about this this morning uh, because over the weekend I was watching, uh, or a couple of days ago, yeah, I guess it was the weekend, watching uh, watching some movies, and I was actually watching some trailers of Star Wars that was on the, the DVD. And I realized... That if I had seen those before I'd seen the movies, for some of them I thought, you know, I'm glad I didn't see that before the movie because that would have spoiled some scenes for me. And I, so I kind of been, have been thinking about whether or not I want to watch teasers and trailers for the Hobbit movies. Now, I don't have any problem with, you know, hearing, you know, like verb, you know, hearing things, oh, this person's going to be doing that and that person's, you know, this person's going to be doing smog and even seeing some pictures like of the dwarves. But I just am not sure how I feel about, you know, seeing some of the tra- do you do you agree that sometimes it gives away some of the key things i absolutely agree and i and i don't i have not read the ain't it cool news reports there's now three of them the third one the final one has been published on ain't it cool yeah. and i've i've printed it off and i filed it and i'll be reading it as soon as i see <laughs> part one you know <laughs> oh you're not going to read it i'm not going to read it because i don't want to be spoiled either oh okay but so some ha- people can read that stuff and yeah. not be oh, spoiled so it, so it has it has that the spoilers you think are that in depth like to me knowing that evangeline lily and even seeing the pictures of all the dwarves right, in costume right. that wasn't to, that didn't wasn't like a spoiler for right. me it was like you know a little preview but it didn't spoil any of the story of right. the presentation of it well when Ain't It Cool News says spoilers, they oh. always mean spoilers. I know this website, okay. Elf Princess, and oh. they mean spoilers. Oh, okay. So I'm not touching it yet. <laughs> oh, so this will be cool because these will be these will be things. Because actually, when I looked at the uh, Star Wars trailers, I thought I really enjoy watching the trailers after the fact. Yes. Well, <laughs> here is the big news of this week. Okay. You wanted big news. Here's the big news. Hobbit trailer for Sherlock Holmes on December 16th. <gasps> oh, my gosh. The trailers for oh, two highly wow. anticipated movies are likely to be dropped in the foreseeable future. On television? Jeff Snyder, a writer for Variety, the trade publication, which I'm sure Elizabeth is very familiar with, has, through his Twitter, has announced that basically you can expect to see the Dark Knight Rises trailer in front of Sherlock Holmes Part 2 with the great Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. Oh, my gosh. I'm eager to see that. Mm. And maybe even a Hobbit teaser. And in conjunction with that, IGN, the entertainment news site, IGN.com, IGN talked to Andy Serkis about a variety of things, including Tintin, of course, where Andy Serkis plays the role of the captain. And that's not here in in America yet. No, it's all over Europe, but we haven't seen it yet. It doesn't open, I think, until December 21st in the United States. (laughs) But that's because it's a European comic, and those people are, I think, more excited. In any case, getting back to ours... Uh, Andy Serkis says uh, there will be a trailer fairly soon, actually, around Christmas time, I believe. So there is going to be a, wow. what we call a teaser. It's going to be Maybe it'll probably be on the less than a minute. Could it be on the anniversary of the fellowship? Well, I think it's most likely because of you know all the stars are aligning, and when someone for Variety tweets this, I think it's likely that it will be the Sherlock, Op- Sherlock Holmes is definitely opening on December 16th coincidentally beethoven's birthday but december 16th is when sherlock holmes 2 opens right and that's the logical time for the teaser trailer to premiere what is it because this is uh, our stars in in starring in that it's it has nothing to do with stars it has to do with production it's all about the producers and the studios right what's what's the connection with sherlock holmes again i'm losing same distributor Oh, same right, distributor. Same distributor. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, so that's that's how trailers generally end up there. Sometimes mm. there are arrangements, but more usually it's the same uh, distributor and and or the same studio. 
So hopefully the teaser will not be a spoiler, because sometimes teasers can be spoilers. Well, we saw, and if you go to the OneRing.net, you can see the teaser, the original teaser, which we saw in movie theaters uh, in uh, the uh, fall of 2000. Uh, uh, check that. It was uh, the spring of 2001, I believe, when we saw the teaser for The Lord of the Rings, maybe a little earlier. I don't think I saw any of those. But that teaser was very interesting. Yeah. When I first saw that teaser, I said, wow, maybe this film is going to be good after all. Because <laughs> at that point, Peter Jackson was, I think Elizabeth will agree, an unproven quantity. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, you know, I so it does make sense. Because for those who are, you know, rather dubious about whether or not this can be pulled off, um, they want to show people, give people, you know, some little um, indication that maybe it's going to be really cool and not something to be shying away from. So I'll be on top of this Elf Princess, and I'll let everyone know with our next program what the latest is on this trailer thing. If it is going to be with Sherlock, I mean, I will be there at the first screening of Sherlock Friday morning, the 16th. You mean there at the studio? There at the movie theater. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, wonderful. Well, this is... So, um... We haven't heard anything more on any cast, nothing going on in the nope. cast department. No, nothing new there. Nothing, nothing well, like... Well, there, there was one little tidbit. Cameo of Liv Tyler. <laughs> there was one little tidbit. Of course, we all want to see the beautiful and talented Liv Tyler. Yes. Uh, probably the only news tidbit that I will share with you is Viggo Mortensen, mm. who, of what? course, is is young at that time. I didn't want to mention this. He had originally been talking with Sir Peter about being a little cameo in this, right? Even though, of course, he's a young boy at the time of The Hobbit. Right. We also have Frodo there in sort of flashback stuff, right? Right. So he says, quote, I'm not in it unless there is some last-minute plan they have, but I thought I would have heard of it by now. So, in fact, there's plenty of room because shooting continues in the studio through June. Right. And so there's plenty of time, but at least, yeah. you know, Vigo was asked about it, and he said, well, at this point, I haven't heard anything. And like I told you last year, Elf Princess, mm-hmm. Peter Jackson, like Alfred Hitchcock, is going to want to keep some little goody in reserve. Oh, yes. He's going to want to surprise you with something. Yeah. And it'll be... A mystery until very, very close to the screen as to what those surprises are. There may be more than just one surprise. Because, I mean, you know, even like his little thing of showing up at Comic-Con, he just loves to do stuff like that. He's like a little... Totally unannounced. He's like a hobbit, you know. Totally unplanned. He is a hobbit. He's little practical joke kind of fun things. Absolutely. (laughs) So something to look forward to. So, oh my goodness. So here we are. Well, thank you for sharing with us all of that wonderful news and giving us always giving us the websites that we can go to that for Sir, Sir Ian McKellen and what was that other news thing called? Um, well, McKellen.com yeah. is Sir Ian's blog. Right. Of course, the Wondering.net is my main source of right. news pointers. It generally points off to larger, more more juicy, extended things. But IGN.com and Collider.com are the other sources that I quoted this time. But there was one other something you, uh, that uh, I thought it, you said. It, it was a string of like three words, something news. Oh, ain't it cool news oh, dot com. Ain't it cool news. Okay. Ain't it cool yeah. um, So with that, let's get into our thankfulness part of our program um, today. Because Thank you. <laughs> You're very welcome. And, of course, both of us not only love the movies, love all things Middle-earth, but um, I think we share in celebrating all of the amazing people that are out there bringing the worlds of Middle-earth to us in various artistic and creative formats, whether it be from André Vienne uh, bringing us the uh, life-size... Uh, and larger-than-life-size li- larger puppets life size Theatre Saint-Field. Yes, of The Hobbit. And um, then, of course, there was The Fellowship, the musical parody of The Fellowship of the Ring, which I'm hoping we'll be able to uh, somehow get licensed and okayed. At the time that it originally came out, um, they were doing it up in Hollywood, and then uh, someone came along and said, uh you can't do this. This is licensed. This is licensed stuff. But in the meantime, they made a an original cast recording. Original cast recording, which, which the I elf have. princess has in her yes. beautiful elven fingers. Um, and and got it ho- signed by the by um, autograph, no less. Yes, and you can see the Hobbit turning green. 
and it's so funny. It's it's it, it is truly a parody, and uh, but very cute. And so I thought I would play a couple of songs from this. Uh, one that is, I believe, hilarious. Um, called, of course, in the um, movie we have the prologue. You know where Gladriel tells all about the uh, oh you know, the gosh. alliance of the last alliance of elves and men. Excellent. Well, here we have Galadriel explains it all. <laughs> and then from there we will we will go right into Happy Birthday Bilbo, and uh, this dedicated as an elvish whisk. Gladriel explains it all. Um, my elven wish to my shield maiden friend Roe, and then uh, for uh, Happy Birthday Bilbo in honor of her birthday, which was yesterday. So again, here is the celebration of the worlds of Tolkien through modern interpretation, and this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, and here is from Fellowship, the musical parody of The Fellowship of the Ring. The world is changing. I hear it in the trees. I feel it in the water. I smell it in the air. History became legend. Legend became myth. Myth became a book. The book became a movie. And tonight... The movie becomes a musical! Shire. <laughs> Shire. That was uh, music, well, from the original cast recording of Fellowship, the musical parody of The Fellowship of the Ring. And that last song, very special dedication to Roe the Shield Maiden down in Escondido. And um, Happy birthday, Roe. This was such a, a delightful production. The whole thing was just an absolute hoot. We were rolling in the aisles. So I hope that... Uh, I hope that they will be able to revise this. It, it, it actually has um, gotten permission to be, and so it's been at a few things. I think it was at Comic-Con or something like that once or twice. And wow. So hopefully it will, it will make its way back around again because it was, it was really, truly delightful. So, <clears throat> but having heard from a musical parody of the, of the Fellowship, let's, before we get into all these things that we are thankful about, um, hear just a little bit from the professor himself because I believe oh, that we both excellent. are very thankful not only for all of his writings but also for some of the wonderful audio files that have been preserved of his now that he is gone and also has and he still speaks with us speaks to us and his voice is so magical, especially when reading the Elvish things, but in anything he reads, mm-hmm. it's wonderful. Well, this is a little passage from, um, it's from the uh, audio collection called The Essential Tolkien, and this is a passage, I believe it's, yes, it's from The Fellowship of the Ring, and the title of the track is just called I Cannot Read the Letters, so a little interaction between Frodo and Gandalf with regards to this magic ring. And here is J.R.R. Tolkien. I cannot read the fiery letters, said Frodo in a quavering voice. No, said Gandalf, but I can. Letters are Elvish, an ancient mode, the language that of Morgoth, which I will not utter here. This in the common tongue is what he said, close enough. One ring to rule them all, one ring to find them, one ring to bring them all, and the darkness bind them. There's only two lines of a verse long known in Elven law. Three rings for the Elven kings under the sky, seven for the dwarf lords in their halls of stone, nine for mortal men doomed to die, one for the dark lord on his dark throne in the land of Mordor where the shadows lie. One ring to rule them all, one ring to find them, one ring to bring them all and in the darkness bind them in the land of Mordor where the shadows lie. Amazing. By the way, you're listening to What Would Arwen Do on KUCI-FM Irvine. And that was J.R.R. Tolkien himself reading from the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. So, just two days from now, um, Thanksgiving, the day we all gather together to be thankful for friends and family and good food. And, um, oh, 
I would like to mention that uh, last week on Phenomenal Women, because um, What Would Arwen Do airs alternating weeks uh, with Phenomenal Women, and last week I was very uh, blessed to um, be able to interview a, um, a spokesperson, the education coordinator from Farm Sanctuary, uh, was Sophia Pospisil, and that is available on podcast through our website here at kucitalk.org and also through iTunes, Dear Hobbit. Um, but she's the education coordinator for Farm Sanctuary, and we talked about the Adopt-A-Turkey program. And uh, Farm Sanctuary, they have an, a website, farmsanctuary.org. Um, you can get wonderful recipes for vegetarian dishes for your holiday enjoyment and find out what they're doing. They have three locations, one in Acton, right here north of L.A., one up in Northern California, and one in New York. And they um, they don't only um, take care of turkeys, but lots of farm animals. So a lot of animals are delivered to them that need help. Uh, in fact, just in early November, November 9th, there's an article about this on their website. Someone dropped off in the middle of the night 25 baby turkeys, uh, that had been rescued from some kind of factory farming and had their little beaks. They had been de-beaked. Ah, so sad. Yes, many of them were, you know, sick and injured. And uh, anyway, they are nursing them back to health and uh, giving them uh, a much more pleasant life <laughs> than they were looking at as uh, farm-raised animals. So <clears throat> that um, that interview is up on the website. I, f- I think it's rather uplifting. They are a, pe- a people, a group of people full of joy and celebration. They actually had a celebration for the turkeys this last uh, Sunday up in um, Acton where they actually fed the turkeys instead of eating the turkeys. And um, uh, you and I have talked about this a couple of times now here on the program about choosing um, to be mindful about our Thanksgiving experiences and uh, about our traditions, whether it's Thanksgiving, Easter, Christmas, um, you know, Grandparents' Day. But instead of just doing things because we've always done that, to begin to be mindful about the way we celebrate things and about the traditions that we hold and to say, hmm, is this tradition still working for me? And um, In fact, we have two previous programs at Thanksgiving 2009 and Thanksgiving 2010 where you had prompted me to try an adventure of not eating turkey on Thanksgiving, which was revolutionary to me. I mean, since I can remember, I've always had turkey on Thanksgiving. What are you going to do? Mm -hmm. But you said, well, you revealed some of these farming practices to Mm me, and I knew that our family didn't buy turkeys, you know, that were free-range or properly raised. So you, you said, well, try a year without it. And... I tried the year without turkey, and I'm not really that big a fan of turkey in any case. It, to me, is many times sort of tasteless, and it had more room for other goodies. And there, there are lots of ways you can enjoy turkey at Thanksgiving. For instance, Seize Candy. By the way, I don't have stock in them. <laughs> it's not a promotion for them. But Seize Candy makes wonderful foil-wrapped chocolate turkeys. If you have to eat turkey uh, on Thanksgiving, see, it can be, eat a chocolate turkey. It can turkey. be symbolic. It's in symbolic. Fact, in fact, even, even eating the turkey in general is supposed to be symbolic of that first Thanksgiving feast so many years ago where people came together and enjoyed the fruits and the bounty of the earth in a meal together, um, which is, you know, It's really about the thankfulness of the meal together that really, really counts. And as as an article in our own local Orange County Register showed on Saturday the 19th, who cares where the beef is? They were talking about a wonderful restaurant, Toyen Vien, up on Euclid Street in Anaheim, Mm -hmm. that is a vegetarian restaurant. And they, they actually make dishes that taste very, very much like Vietnamese classic uh, meaty dishes, but they're vegan. Mm, and yes. and there's many, many ways to avoid, especially after I did some research and saw how the the Thanksgiving turkey, the physical bird, the physical animal that mm-hmm. God made is so mistreated much of the time, it put me off turkey a big way. So this will be the third year in a row where I will be stuffing myself silly on Thursday, <laughs> but I will not be having uh, there are any so turkey. many other wonderful things to enjoy and um last year i made a big wonderful um butternut squash kind of casserole and oh, um, many of the people who had turkey said 
wow, actually, I really liked that squash thing that you made better. And so a lot of times it's just a matter of looking at what it is we're doing and saying, well, why am I still doing this? Is this is this practice still working for me? And looking at other options, you know. There are so many, if it's about enjoying the good foods that the, that the earth has to offer on Thanksgiving Day, wow, there are so many wonderful things that the earth has to offer without necessarily having to create... Um, violence or harm to any of our fellow creatures. And by the way, for those of you that are interested in your own health, we just had a meeting with a doctor yesterday, and he said, I'm not a vegetarian. I'm not going to ask you to be a vegetarian. But for your health, you want to avoid hormone-injected meat and poultry. If you're going to eat meat or poultry, get it from a reliable source like Mother's Market or Mother's Kitchen, uh, Whole Foods, from a reliable, you know, free-range kind of of meat that isn't going to be injected because those home hormones that are injected by commercial farming many times ends up in your body and doesn't do good things for it. Yeah, so even if you aren't inclined to do it for the... Um you know, for our health, for our creature friends, then um, do do it for your own health. Do it for your own yeah, health. Do it for your own health. Well, um, much as I hate to say it, because I had some other things we wanted to share about things that we were so grateful for, like local businesses, Panera Bread, where oh, we get, where we thank meet you, Bob, every, for allowing us to sit there for an hour at a time. We meet before every program to plan out the program. Yes. Bob and the whole staff at Panera Bread on Bison Avenue in it's, Newport Beach, wonderful. It, it's such a lovely, lovely environment, and and you know maybe just take some time out of your day to be thankful for the businesses that you frequent that enrich your life by their presence and the people that you meet your your mail carrier and I mean I know we you know tend to do some of these things during the holidays but you know just starting out just just putting that vibration out into the world of gratitude for all of the wonderful things that we enjoy. I know especially we are especially blessed here in Southern California. We enjoy beautiful weather. We enjoy beautiful city with, you know, well-groomed city streets and and I'm I'm grateful for the sewer systems and for the, you know, for the people that that groom the trees and we're blessed with diversity. Absolutely. Instead of it just being black and white, like many places in the United States, we have a cornucopia of cultures and ethnicities and religions. We're allowing us to enjoy many folks. Yeah. Well, our time is up. No, it can't be. It is. Are we, what, so half an hour in? <laughs> we're going to have to say goodbye until next week. And um, Thank we'll you, Elizabeth Zero. We look forward to having you yes. on the air sometime. Oh, well, thank you Good so luck much. with your final exam tomorrow. Oh, well, <laughs> I'll need it. I will be tempted to uh, look on my the students' papers, but I won't. And one of the things that we are so grateful for here at, tra- uh, at Trader Joe's, <laughs> at, at KCI. Although we are grateful for Trader we Joe's and their Trader fine Joe's. food and yeah, wonderful absolutely. people. Yeah, no antibiotics and no hormones over there, too. Right. So there are other places. Um, but we are also grateful for the wonderful programming here at KUCI coming up in just a few minutes the last program of the season for uh, UCI Athletics and Sports um, the Blue blue and Gold gold Report report. followed by Rachel Ray's Cooking Cooking Accident accident. always one of the most amazing adventures of the week you will not want to miss that coming up at 6pm this is Tuesday November 22nd 2011 and so until two weeks from now Namaria Alin Salalumin Namantielvo my dear Hobbit a star shines on the hour of our meeting and I'm thankful for you and looking forward to our next meeting Elf Princess. And you can email us at askanelf at yahoo.com With that we'll leave you with a little bit of Hobbit music, QCI in Irvine.